You know, we all have flaws and weaknesses, but they do not define us. Our true significance is so unshakable that even our worst failure can't wipe that out. Greetings and blessings to all of you. We're gonna talk about what I just said in just a minute. But first, um, thanks for joining me for our fourth reflection as we continue our journey together through the season of Lent. As you recall, last week we spent time reflecting upon the lie that I am what other people say or think of me. And how sometimes we listen to the voices that tell us that we're no good or we're a failure or we're worthless, we're ugly, stupid, we're nobody, etc. But the truth is that you and I, we are beloved children of God, created in God's image and likeness, regardless of our imperfections. We must always remember that the Lord loves us perfectly because he's created us. So this week, I want to talk about the fourth lie shared from the late Father Henry Nouwen. And that lie is that I am nothing more than my worst moment. I am nothing more than my worst moment. You know, we've all had bad moments in life, right? Whether it be failing at something or committing a sin because of bad choices. And these choices could turn out to be devastating or, or we were severely criticized for something we were, um, f- where we failed to measure up to someone else's expectations and I mean, who knows what else. Or, you know, I've known people who have spent a, a lifetime trying to earn their father's love and could never measure up. We've all had moments we wish we could take back. No one is perfect. Some people have had moments where they feel like the results have ruined their lives or their relationships or their futures. In light of these moments, it's easy to be deceived into thinking the sum of who we are is nothing more than our worst moment. When we feel overwhelmed with guilt or with shame or regret and and despair, it could be easy to believe that our worst moments are the totality of who we are. And it's easy to condemn ourselves and oftentimes difficult to rise up above whatever that failure might have been. But Jesus, the good news is that Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but he came to save it. So friends, any condemnation that we might feel is is not from Jesus. It's either from the evil spirit or from our own broken human spirit. It's also important to know that any failure we may have had is an event and not a person. Events have a beginning and an end. They don't define who we are. An event is not our identity, nor is it the totality of our experiences. As I said at the beginning, we all have flaws and weaknesses, but they don't define us. Our true significance is so unshakable that even our worst failure can't wipe that out. You and I, we are bigger than any one moment in our life. And so we all must refuse to accept our identity in any one action, whether that action is good or bad. If we fail to do so, then we will be living a false identity and not as the beloved son or daughter of God that we are. You know, St. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians, he describes who we are from God's perspective. St. Paul says we are God's masterpieces or in other translations, we are God's handiwork. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we could do the good things he prepared for us in advance. That's from Ephesians chapter two, verse nine. 
You know, there's a beautiful Lenten story from St. John's Gospel about the Samaritan woman at the well. It was the gospel um, for people in the RCA process this past Sunday. The woman at the well, she had made a mess of her life. Poor choice after poor choice, failure after failure. Then she came face to face with the loving gaze of Jesus. The Samaritan woman was so staggered by Christ's ability to see into her inmost being. And she was amazed at his intimate knowledge of her heart. He has the power to see in the depths of our spiritual heart. He sees not only our failures, he also sees, as some people would say, like the sleeping saint in the soul of every person. You know, the essence of our identity and worth, the source of our dignity is that we are loved by God. You know, to quote St. John Paul II, we are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the Father's love for us and our real capacity is to become the image of his son. So this whole story of the woman at the well is about Jesus' benevolent love for us. He offers us new life, to, he offers it to all of us. And if we but only seek to meet Christ with the openness of the Samaritan woman, through her encounter with Jesus, as she asked for this living water, she began to experience a new life, a life that began to fulfill her deepest longing a life that would lead her out of her loneliness and sinfulness. And she began to discover her truest identity, the sum of the Father's love. This is what Jesus came to reveal to her. So in this story, in this encounter, the Lord was reaching out to her, inviting her into a relationship that would forever change her understanding about herself and offering far more than she could ever possibly imagine. Following this encounter, this Samaritan woman couldn't resist sharing her newfound freedom and identity. Then she became the voice of the benevolent lover, Jesus. Friends, during this next week, I would invite you to take some time with the Lord, gazing upon him in prayer and reflect upon how Perhaps we have bought into the lie that I am nothing more than my worst moment. Ask Jesus to deepen in your heart the truth that you are not the sum of your weaknesses and failures, but that you are the sum of the Father's love for you. That you are a masterpiece, a masterpiece in the eyes of God. Take the time to pray with um, St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, in particular, chapter 2, verse 9. Pray with John's Gospel, the, the Samaritan woman at the well, that's um, chapter 4, uh, verse 4 through 42. And allow the Lord to renew your heart and share with you your deepest identity. So we'll see you next week and may God bless you.